Thousand Hills Ranch Church. If you're a guest with us this morning, you're in for a treat. Uh, we do things a little western here at the Cowboy Church. Um, <clears throat> we meet here every Sunday at 10:30, and we have a great time. And I hope that uh, that you uh, experience God today. That's our desire for for each of us today. Uh, we are a Come as You Are Cowboy Church. Uh, if you're not a cowboy and you want to be a cowboy, it's okay. We accept everybody. Everyone's welcome. Uh, we just uh, love the Western culture, and that's how we like to do things here at uh, Thousand Hills. All right. How many people are tired? Anybody tired? Thank you so much. I'm, I'm not the only one. Well, let me just say this. We had an amazing, amazing cow dog trial. Give it a hand. We had over 50 dogs come to our cow dog trial yesterday, and uh, they came from Missouri, Texas, uh, Kansas, um, New Mexico, Oklahoma, I mean, we had them from everywhere, 
And all these guys, they get to go travel around the world and do this for, uh, you know, not for a living, but they get to do it a lot. And they commented on how our cattle trial was one of the best cattle trials they've ever been to. And here's the deal. Yeah, give it up. And let me just say this. Here's why it was so good. It was because of all of the volunteers that made it run smoothly. And so here's what I want us to do. If you volunteered in any way to help us, I want you to stand. Okay? Stand up. If you volunteered, you helped with cattle, you did anything, just vol- just stand up. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I mean, again, it wouldn't have gone off without them. I mean, we gave away some some good money and all that stuff, and I know that's what drew a lot of those guys, but I know that they experienced something, uh, maybe that they don't experience in most cattle trials, and that was that we loved them, <coughs> and we served them, and we wanted them there, and uh, so we just appreciate all the volunteers. It was an amazing trial, and we're hoping to do it again next year. If you're a guest with us, we want to, you know, again, welcome you, and if you want information about our church, out there on the welcome table is our core values. It's a purpose statement. It has a buck and uh, ranch bronca on the front of it, picture on the front, and you just grab one of those. It'll explain everything about us. If you want to know what our core values are, what our purpose statement is, all that good stuff is on that paper, and you can grab one of those. There are cowboy Bibles out there. There's calendars out there. You guys, are, all that stuff is free, so you just feel free to grab any of that stuff and, and take it with you. Children's Church, as soon as our music is over um, this morning, all the children, sixth grade and under, are welcome to go to the cafe and experience our Children's Church. It's an awesome time. We have great children's workers. They've all had background checks. <laughs> I mean, they really have. You think I'm kidding? Um, but they all have, and so we try to keep things as safe as possible for our kids. My kids are in there, and uh, we, will hope, we hope that you uh, will send those kids and, and let them learn about Jesus. <laughs> We don't take an offering at Thousand Hills, but if you feel led to give, there's a feed bucket out there on the table. You can throw whatever you want in there. There's a little blue bucket. It's actually a bucket for our Covered Arena Fund. If you want to give toward a cover, our Covered Arena Fund, you can just place uh, whatever you feel led in that bucket. I know you guys probably came for the preaching today. But I know you probably didn't, but I know why you're here. And it's because we're giving away a Half Top Easley trailer this morning, right? No, it's all about the preaching, right? Yeah, right. It's all about the singing, actually. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we are. As soon as church is over, all the tickets have been sold. So guess what? Guess how much money we raised? Six, yeah, 25000 total. 8500 is going to be paid toward the trailer, but we made $16,000 for our covered arena fund. So again, all the credit goes back to you because I didn't get to buy a ticket. (laughs) There might be a conflict of interest if I pull my own name out, right? Bo, hey, thank you guys so much. (laughs) So I didn't enter, so there you go. Um, So yeah, as soon as church is over, if you want to stick around, uh, you probably want to. If you bought a ticket, we're going to draw right here, and and you will find a winner. Someone will take home a brand new Half Top Easley trailer or a check for $8,500. So if you didn't enter, it's too late. Sorry. Um, okay, what else is going on? Howdy team. If you signed up for our howdy team, which is our greeters, the people at the, the front door or riding horses or whatever, um, we are having a howdy team meeting next Sunday after church. So if you're signed up and you want to be a greeter and you want to be on a rotation to where you can 
uh, you know, greet people at the door, or you can ride your horse up, you know, at church, and you can meet uh, people out there at the parking lot on horseback. If you want to be a part of that, you need to be here next Sunday as soon as church is over. We're going to kind of schedule all that out, and if you want to be a part of that, just uh, let Ray Gonzer know. Is Ray in here yet? Ray, right back up there uh, is Ray Gonzer. He's doing some counting up there. Uh, just see Ray if you are interested in the Howdy team. Cowgirl Couture Women's Bible Study. Last Wednesday was our first Cowgirl Couture Women's Bible Study, a weekly Bible study, and we had over 30 women come to that Bible study. Yeah. If you're interested in that, again, you can come anytime. It's not like you have to start at the beginning and, and you're, you're late or whatever, but if you want to be a part of that, my wife has a handout. Where's my wife at? Is she in here yet? Do you have handouts this morning? They're already all gone, so that's a good problem. If you want uh, my wife to email you those, if you didn't get a copy of the Bible study uh, chapter for this week, then she will email that to you. If we don't have your email address, if you'll just see my wife, and she'll get your email and be able to email the Bible study material to you. It's every Wednesday night at 6.30 at the bank on 7th and Texas, okay? And so if you want to be a part of that, you're a lady, uh, teenage girls, we want you there as well. Um, so please be a part of that. The next thing is really exciting. Easter Sunday, because we believe that we won't fit in the cell barn, we are going to have our church gathering at the Chain Ranch. Wes Sanders allowing us to do that, and we appreciate Wes allowing us, but yeah, give it up for Wes. Uh, he's allowed us to do that, so we're going to meet out by his river. If you want to bring your horse, and <laughs> if you can promise me you won't get bucked off, I mean, that might be a show, though. Promise me, bring your horse. If they haven't been ridden... <laughs> If your horse hadn't been ridden in two years, bring him. And don't warm him up before you come, because that might be enjoyable. Uh, but I'm just playing. That's, that's bad to say. Um, but Easter Sunday, bring your horse if you want to help gather the longhorns. We're going to go out in the pasture and gather the longhorns up and have them up by our service and uh, have a great time. We're going to have a potluck lunch, so bring something uh, for the potluck lunch. And then we're going to have an Easter egg hunt. Under, <laughs> and there's nothing but cow patties out there, so we're going to hide all the Easter eggs under cow patties. So bring the Germex if you're a germaphobe. Um, so, yeah, and here's the next thing on that. We need an Easter eggs, and here's how we're going to ask you to do it. Buy the plastic ones and fill them and then bring them, okay? That way we don't really have to sit here for four hours putting jelly beans in eggs. And uh, so if you can do that, if you want to buy a bunch of jelly or jelly beans and a bunch of uh, or just whatever candy and a bunch of plastic eggs, see Debbie Green. Raise your hand, Debbie. And she will, she, you can bring them to her early or you can bring them that Sunday. We're wanting about 2,000 to 3,000 eggs. So if you will just buy 25 or 50 of them, bring them, and that would be awesome. Anything else on that, Debbie? Okay, thank you so much. Um, what else? A shower. We're having a shower for Brandy Pearson and Darren Miller on Saturday, April 23rd. They're getting hitched. And uh, it's from 2 to 4. Yeah, give it up for them. They're getting hitched, and we're having a wedding shower for them, again, April 23rd from 2 to 4 at the bank on 7th and Texas. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, we would love for you to be a part of that. It's hosted by our Thousand Hills Ranch Church Shower Committee. All right? Any other announcements? All right. Will you guys stand up? Shake somebody's hand in front and back.
really short, but in this short song it has um, just kind of like a vivid description of uh, what your uh, prayer should be to God. You know, if you're a Christian, you know, uh, just telling him, you know, that you love him, that you adore him. And um, sometimes we forget that, you know, going through your daily life, you know, sometimes you forget that you should be committed to God and that it's not all about you. And um, so just kind of look over these words as we sing this. Jesus, lover of my soul, Jesus. 
Father, I just thank you so much for every life that's just represented in this room, God. We're all here for a reason, Lord, and I just pray that um, you'll just let us all get, you know, at least one thing that we can apply to our Christian walk, God, just to help us throughout our daily lives, Lord. And I just pray that you'll be with Bill as he gives his message, God, that we can just um, take something new, God, and um, like I said, just apply it to our lives, God, because it's just so... Um, important that we just make each other stronger as Christians, Lord, and I just pray that you'll be with our troops that are overseas, God, as, you know, they're helping with, um, with the Japanese, uh, tsunami that went on and everything, God, I just pray that you'll be with everyone over there, Lord, and I just pray that, uh, you'll be with us this next week, Lord, amen. Oh, all the children can go to children's church at this time.
It's no big deal for you to go to another church. I mean, there's 50 other churches in town. You can feel free to go to those churches. But if you come and you say, well, it's all about me. It's all about what I can do or what I can, not what I can do, but how I can be fed. And I'm not, I'm just not getting fed. Listen, we exist to reach the unchurched. And that's who we're going after. And, it, and it's amazing to me that it's amazing to me to see people that haven't been in church for 10 years walk through these doors. Isn't that amazing? And here, yeah, give it up. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I'm learning. I think a lot of people just come to our church to, 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 to see if it's true that that cowboy is in church. Have you ever have you noticed that? They're like, I can't believe that guy's in church. i got to go to church so that I can see if this is true. And it's true, and we praise God for that. Amen? Amen. Well, one of our core values uh, that we hold to at Thousand Hills is simplicity. It's a, it's a great word. I, I love the word simplicity. I think we, as, uh, as, as um, citizens of the United States, need to leave, live a life in, in more simplicity. And even about our church, I mean, when you read the scripture and, and, and you find a simple truth, hold on to it. As I preach, I hope that you find some simple truths that you can talk about, that you can apply to your life, and that you can live by. Because that's the key. And so as you uh, hear the sermon today, maybe it's too simple for you, and that's fine. You need to come to our men's Bible study on Wednesday nights. We study the Word of God for two hours, verse by verse, and we dive in deep. And we invite you to that when we have that. We actually got through with our men's Bible study and the women's Bible study. If you want to grow deeper in your walk with Christ, Come Wednesday night, 6.30, the bank on 7th in Texas, and you will grow in your faith. All right? I just wanted to share that. Well, as I was praying this week about what God wanted me to share, he kept giving me one word. And if we were all honest, it would be a word that we all hate. It's a four-letter word, and we all hate it, and it's this. W-A-I-T. If you can't spell, that says wait. Wait. Yeah, I mean, that word, I just don't like that word. I mean, I hear somebody say wait. I just go, oh, I don't want to wait. I mean, it, the, the word for most of us, we, we don't like that word. You know, I've been told that I'm a patient guy. But if you knew the real me, you would realize that I don't like to wait. I mean, if I go to Walmart, I'm, I'm, I'm more willing to go inside and shop than sit out in the pickup. Anybody with me? I'd rather go inside and be busy doing something. And if the lines are too long, guess who you go to? The jewelry lady. <laughs> right? I mean, seriously. Those lines are way too long. I'm going to the jewelry lady. She's not doing nothing over there. I mean, if you're the jewelry lady, I'm just kidding. You know? <laughs> but I go to the jewelry lady. I, and here's something else about it. It's not a good deal. I, I'd rather push cattle fast than slow. Anybody with me? I mean, I'd rather get it done, and that's not a good trait. Uh, you know, I'd rather be lost in a neighborhood trying to find my way than stuck in traffic. Anybody with me? I mean, if you're in the city, I'd rather get off the highway, go through the neighborhoods. Like, you know, when you get lost, you know, the best thing to do drive faster. I mean, it just, it just keeps everything cool. I mean, it's like, where are we going? I don't know, but we're going to get there fast. I would rather be lost than, than be waiting in traffic. Here's the fact. The fact is most of us are waiting on something or someone most of the time, right? Most of the time we're waiting. Let me give you some examples. If you're pregnant, 
you're waiting for the baby to get here. By the way, Cody Klein, where's Cody? Had a baby girl Tuesday, right? <laughs> Not Cody, but his wife, Stephanie, actually had the baby. She had it on 329 at 429, right? On 329, you know, the date at 429 in the morning. So Emma Margaret is here and doing well. So we pray to God for that. But if you're pregnant, you're waiting for the baby. If you're broke, you're waiting for the income tax return, right? If you're tight with your money, you're waiting for that sale. If you're a cowboy, you're waiting to see if that colt's going to make a horse. If you're a cowman, you're waiting to see if that the cattle's going to grow. If you're a hunter, you're waiting to see you're waiting for hunting season. If you're cold, you're waiting for summer. <laughs> if you're a farmer, you're waiting for rain. If you're a mom and a dad, you're waiting in the stands to watch your kid perform for about two minutes, right? And you wait for nine hours, right? I mean, I, I'm there a little bit, so far. If you, uh, if you have a sister, you're waiting on her to get out of the bathroom. Can I get an amen? <laughs> if you have a wife, you're waiting for your wife to get out of the shower. Amen? If you have a husband, you wish you hadn't waited for them to get out of the bathroom because they stunk it up. <laughs> I mean, that's just real, right? Now, why am I seeing a lot of women go, exactly. <laughs> Woo! Do not go in there. Well, we wait, we wait, we wait. I mean, that's kind of what we do. On a, on a more serious note, maybe, maybe you're in this situation. Maybe you're waiting to see if you got that job. Maybe you're waiting to see if you get laid off. Maybe you're waiting to see the results of that health test that you took last week. Maybe you're waiting to see if you're going to get married. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're waiting, you're, you're, you're a new newlywed couple, and you're waiting to see if you're going to get pregnant. Maybe you're waiting to see if that divorce is going to be final. Maybe you're waiting to see if that sick baby is going to get better. I mean, those are, those are real things, right? Real things that we all kind of face in our lives, some of them. Maybe on a spiritual note, maybe you're waiting to see if your teenager is going to make a right decision and follow Christ or follow the crowd. Maybe you're waiting to see if your neighbor or your friend that you've been witnessing to is going to accept Christ. Maybe you're waiting to see if God is going to do what he promised in your life. Listen, we wait, we wait, and we wait. But here's the great thing. The Word of God has a lot to say about waiting. If you'll turn in your Bible to Psalms chapter, Psalm chapter 27, verse 14. If you don't have your Bible, uh, there'll be a... The scripture will be on the screen. But Psalm 27, 14. It's a great passage. It's a great uh, book to read or a, a chapter to read. But we're going to read this one verse. And it says this. It says, wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Now I want us to pray together just for a second. We're going to ask the Lord to bless the rest of our service. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that it holds every answer to the questions that we have in life. And Lord, for all of us, I know that at some points in our lives, if not most of our lives, we're waiting for something. And Lord, today, may we find what we're waiting for, and may we wait for you. Lord, we ask your blessing on the rest of this time. In your name I pray. Amen. Okay, this scripture, it, it, it answers a few questions that I want to ask today. Here's the first question. Who are we to wait for? 
wait for. Look at it in verse 24, the very first part. Wait for the Say it again. Wait for the the Lord. How many of you, instead of waiting for help, have ever tried to do something on your own and you, and you got yourself in a bind? Yeah, maybe you, you should have waited to lift that big, huge weight, and now your back is out. Maybe you should have waited to cut that tree down that's too close to the house. <laughs> maybe I've never been there. I mean, I've always waited. And, and the trees never hit the house, right? Uh, maybe you should have waited for the plumber to come before you tried to fix that leak. Am I only talking about men here? I mean, I don't know any examples for women, but maybe you should have waited. Maybe you should have waited for help before you started burning your, your grass off. How many of you guys have ever tried just to burn a few acres and it got out of hand? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, maybe you should have waited, and it's all because we didn't wait for help. Listen, spiritually speaking, how many of you, like me, don't wait on the Lord and you try to do things yourself? Yeah, we all do that. We try to do things we, ourselves. We think we can do it on our own. We think we can fix it ourselves. We think we can get over that obstacle or say no to that temptation on our own. We shove Jesus down at somebody's throat and we think we can get him saved when we are to wait on the Lord. We think that we can do something better. We think we know what's best for us. And what ends up happening? We hit the dirt. Because we didn't wait on the Lord. See, the key is waiting on the Lord. Instead of trying to make something happen ourselves, we are to wait on the Lord. We are to wait for him to show us his will for our lives. Maybe you're wondering, what's my purpose in life? Listen, if you know Christ personally and you will wait on him, he will show you what your purpose is in life. He will. We are to wait for, uh, on his answers to the questions about life. You, maybe you have questions about life. Maybe you don't know what to do with your teenager. Maybe you don't know why you haven't gotten pregnant. Maybe you don't know why you lost your job. Listen, if you will just wait on the Lord and you will seek him, he will show up. But you have to wait on him. See, and here's another truth. Maybe some of you are here today and you're in a deep pit. You're in a pit maybe of addiction. You're maybe in a pit of depression or bitterness or lostness. You don't know Christ. Or maybe you're just in trouble. Maybe your marriage is fading. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe you've been trying to lie your way out of some trouble. And you're in this pit. And you've tried to climb out, but you just can't get out. You've tried to make things work on your own. You've tried to get over it, but it's just not working. Listen, David, the writer of this psalm, he knew about the pits in life, right? If you've ever heard the stories about David, David had an affair with a gal named who? Bathsheba. Then he murdered her, her husband. And then after that, he did some things, and, and he was chased by his enemies. But listen to how he got out of the pit. In Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3, if it's up there, Psalm 40, 1 through 3 says this, I waited patiently for the Lord. That's David speaking. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth and a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Listen, David was in a pit. He knew about it. He knew how he got there. And he turned to God and he waited patiently for the Lord. And what did the Lord do? 
in his fellowship with God. You know why? Because he waited on the Lord. Verse 3 says this as well at the end of it. It says, many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. You know what happened because David waited? The Lord showed up in a mighty way, and people saw that, and their lives were changed. So listen to this. If you will wait on the Lord, guess what? It will impact others. If you will be uh, uh, patient and allow the Lord to work and work things out, it will impact others. Just like the verse says, many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And can I just tell you another truth? Some of you guys are here today, and you're in this pit, and you're way deep. Listen, and this is, this is important. Your pit isn't deep enough for the Lord. He can get you out. You say, no, he can't. Too far gone. Yeah, he can. He's done it in my life. He can do it in yours. And so here's the deal. We've got to wait on him. Who are we to wait on? We are to wait on the Lord. Now, here's number two. Here's the second question. How are we to live while we wait on the Lord? How are we to live while we wait on the Lord? What are we to do? Well, for some of us, it might be that we just be quiet and be still before the Lord. Psalm, Psalm 37, 7 says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently on him. Some of you guys, including myself, because we have a crazy life, some of you guys need to just be still and know that God is God. Some of you guys need to take your horse out and you need to go out to the pasture and you need to just spend time underneath that tree and you just need to listen to God. You need to be, be still before God so that you can hear from him. And, and that's what you need to do. I mean, there have been times in my life where I had to just say, okay, I'm putting the phone, uh, I'm turning the phone off, I'm, I'm putting everything down, my wife is going to handle the kids, I'm going to spend time with the Lord because I need to be still and know that he is God. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's how you need to wait. But here's the truth also. For some of us, that's true. We need to wait on the Lord. We need to spend time in prayer and in his word. But here's the key. We don't need to be idle forever. You don't need to be idle forever. Listen to Psalm 20, 27, uh, verse 14 again. It says, wait on the Lord. Then it says, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. How do we get strong physically? We work out, right? I mean, <laughs> it's springtime, right? I mean, you got to get the beach bod going, you know, so that you can go to the lake, right? P90X. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if you work out. I don't, I don't work out enough. But listen, if we want to get stronger physically, how do we get strong? We've got to work out. We've got to get off our fannies, and we got to actually do some exercise, right? Well, it's the same way in our spiritual walk. If we're going to be strong and take heart, we have to exercise our faith, right? We can't just sit idle and go, okay, God, do whatever you're going to do. I'm waiting. And you say, well, I thought we were supposed to wait. You are supposed to wait, but you've got to do your part. You've got to continue to seek after him. You've got to continue to, to, to pursue him. Look at Psalm 37, verse 3. It says, trust the Lord and what? Do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Listen, waiting doesn't mean always not doing anything. It means that we prepare for what God is going to do. We get off our fannies and we do what God has called us to do so that when the answer comes, we're ready to receive it, right? 
And so that's what it means to, to, to wait on the Lord, and, and, and that's how we're supposed to live. Listen, here's, here's an example that I want to use. Springtime is one of my favorite times of the year, and here's why. It's calf-dragon time. Woo! Any cowboys in the house? Any calf draggers in the house? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's calf dragon time. If you have, if you have a you know a cow calf herd, you know whatever, it's calf dragon time. The calves are on the ground. It's time to drag some calves. It's time to bring them, vaccinate them, cut them, all those things. And you get to drag some calves to the fire, and that's what it's all about. Now here's the deal: if if you're a smart cowboy, you'll get your horse legged up, right? Because you hadn't ridden maybe in a long time. You'll figure out if your saddle's in, in good working condition. You'll change the, the oil on the truck. You'll make sure the lights work on the trailer so that when the call comes, you're ready to go drag calves. You prepare for the call. Listen, it's the same way in our spiritual walk. We're supposed to prepare. When God says go, we need to be ready. We need to be waiting for him. As Christians who are called to wait on the Lord, we are called to rest and wait. But we aren't called to stop seeking, stop living, and stop pursuing him. We are never to run ahead of God, but we are always to run to him. And so here's the question. Are you waiting on the Lord? Or are you trying to do it yourself? Are you uh, sitting back and making, or just waiting for God to do everything, or are you doing your part? If we will wait on the Lord, guess what? He will give us the answers to the questions in life. He will show us His will. He will provide the He will provide the answers that we need. He will provide the power that we need. He will He will provide everything that we need if we will wait on Him, and then we will pursue Him in active obedience. He will do that. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. Again, as I was praying this week, I, I, the God, God just kept giving me that one word, wait. And so I don't know who it's for, but I know it's for someone in this room. Maybe your husband doesn't know Christ, and you want so bad to see your husband come to Christ. Can I just tell you to do something? Wait on the Lord. Maybe you're single, like I've said before, and you long to be married. Can I just give you a, a, a word? Wait on the Lord. Maybe you're trying to kick, you know, kick a, an addiction, or you're trying to get rid of a bad habit. Maybe you're addicted to porn, or you know, you, you drink way too much. Can I just tell you to do something? Wait on the Lord. You can't do it on your own. Be strong and take heart and wait on him. He can give you the strength to kick whatever habit you're in. Maybe here's a truth for us as Christians. Maybe the Lord is waiting on you. Maybe you're here today and you're a Christian. You know Christ personally, but you haven't lived for him in years. You haven't done diddly squat for him. And he's waiting on you. you. You said, you know what, God, I'm going to wait and see what you're going to do. Well, he's done something. He's asked you to do something. And you're sitting on your fanny waiting for something else to happen. When he's saying, I'm waiting on you. Maybe it's time for you to make the move. Maybe you're here today and the Lord is waiting on you to give your heart to him. 
Adam and you've ignored his call. Maybe he's, he's knocked on your heart's door and said, let me in. Let me in. But you said, no way. Listen. You don't have much time. One of these days, the truth is that we're all going to die. And I would encourage you not to wait. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so if you want a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, all you have to do is confess him as your Lord. You confess your sin and you say, Lord, Forgive me of my sins. I want to live for you. I want to give you my heart. You've been waiting on me. You've asked me into my heart, and, and I haven't given it to you. And I'm giving it up today. I give you my heart. I confess to you that I want you to be the Lord of my life. I believe that God raised you from the dead, and I want you to be in charge of my life. Maybe that's you. Maybe the Lord's waiting on you. Whatever it is, wherever you're at in your life, listen, if you will wait on the Lord and you will pursue him and you will give it all that you've got, if you will get ready for when he gives the answer, listen, you can't go wrong. God will be with you. He will guide you. He will direct you if you wait on him. At the end of the service, when I get through praying here in just a second, my information my phone number, our email address, everything's going to be on the screen. If you have questions or if you want to know more about coming to Christ, or if you, you say, today, Bo, I gave my heart to Christ for the first time. He's been waiting on me, and I'm giving my heart to Christ. Listen, I want to know. We want to know, not so that we can point you out or embarrass you, but so that we can celebrate with you. Maybe you're here today, and you are waiting for an answer, and you just need prayer. You need, to, you need someone to come alongside of you and just pray for you. Listen, that's why I'm here. That's why God created me, so that I can be that, that partner for you. And so if you want to text me, if you want to call me, if you want to email me, the information will be on the screen. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer, and I thank you for being here today. Lord, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for how it speaks to our hearts. I thank you how it answers our questions. And Lord, if we wait on you, you will provide an answer. You will be faithful to us. If it's money we need, if we'll wait for you, you will provide it. If it's a relationship that we desire, if we will wait for you, you will provide it. If it's an illness that we're dealing with, if we will wait for you, you will provide healing. If it's a an answer to a question in life, if we will wait for you, you will provide that answer. And so, Lord, give us the strength. Give us the, 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 the patience that we need. Give us the, the, the heart that we need to prepare for what you're going to do in our lives. But we thank you and we praise you. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you want to stick around, we're going to give away the tickets, or the, actually the trailer. We're going to give away the trailer right now.
Everybody excited? Everybody bring a goose egg hitch? Everybody bring an empty wallet?